Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast with Steve and Rob Schallenberger. You're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you transform your life and achieve results that otherwise would have seemed difficult or even impossible. In each episode, you'll learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals. Steve and Rob are a dynamic father and son duo who are helping to transform lives and businesses around the world. Rob is a top-rated global speaker and trainer, best-selling author, former F-16 pilot, Air Force One advanced agent, father of four, and CEO of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Steve is a number one national best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, having started 11 businesses in three different industries, and a highly sought-after keynote speaker. He is the father of six children and the founder of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Now, here is Steve and Rob Schallenberger. Welcome to our Becoming Your Best listeners. Wherever you are in the world today, we're so grateful you joined us. And as we finish up another year and now enter a fresh new year, we hope that you have a fabulous experience this year. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably already doing many of the things that are going to lead to a better year for you. And in this podcast, this is going to be a relatively short one. We have both my dad and I on this podcast, and we're just going to share two or three stories that can be real life changes for us. And one of the reasons that we want to share these stories is in the spirit and hope that this will help you become more transformational rather than transactional. And one of the things that leaders and managers learn when they participate in our seminars is the power of being transformational rather than transactional. Now, let me just define what that really means first before we jump into all of this. Think about the word transactional. What does that mean to you? Well, maybe it's just doing business, just an exchange of information versus transformational. What is transformational to you? Maybe it's lifting something, making something better as a result of your interaction with it, whether it's a process, a person, or whatever it might be. So, for example, I walked into a store about eight months ago And my son is a wrestler, so I was going to get a headset. And as I walked in, there were three employees sitting on a desk. No other customers in the store. And all three were looking down at their phones. One of them looked up at me and said, if you need anything, let me know. (laughs) Transactional or transformational? Well, very transactional. Versus another store I walked in, the customer service rep came up to me and said, hey, We are so grateful you chose to come into our store today. My name is John. Do you mind if I ask your name? And I was astounded. I said, no, absolutely not. My name is Rob. Rob, we are so grateful you chose to come in our store. How can I serve you? Now, transactional or transformational? Absolutely transformational. And it took literally 10 seconds. So the idea is which way is our world moving? Transactional or transformational? Well, we would suggest transactional. The technology and everything around us is making it easier and easier to simply just exchange information. The elite few who can figure out and have the discipline to become transformational are the ones who are going to make a difference in our marriages, in our relationships, in our businesses as leaders, and across the board. These are the sales reps who are going to blow it out of the water while the others struggle along. And so what we're going to share with you are three stories of people who were transformational rather than transactional. All right, this first story is about a gentleman named Paul, and he related an experience that happened to him years ago. And so here's what he said in his words. When I was quite young, my father had one of the first telephones in our neighborhood. I remember well the polished old case fastened to the wall. The shiny receiver hung on the side of the box. 
I was too little to reach the telephone, but I listened with fascination when my mother used to talk into it. Then I discovered that somewhere inside the wonderful device lived an amazing person, and her name was, information please, (laughs) and there was nothing she did not know. Information please could supply anybody's number in the correct time at any point throughout the day. My first personal experience with this genie in the bottle came one day while my mother was visiting a neighbor. Amusing myself at the tool bench in the basement, I whacked my finger with a hammer. The pain was terrible, but there was no one home to give me sympathy. So I walked around the house sucking my throbbing finger, finally arriving at the stairway. The telephone, I thought, and quickly I ran for the footstool in the parlor and dragged it to the landing. Climbing up, I unhooked the receiver in the parlor and held it to my ear. Information, please, I said into the mouthpiece just above my head. A click or two and a small, clear voice spoke into my ear. Information? I hurt my finger, I wailed into the phone. The tears came readily enough now that I had an audience. Isn't your mother home? came the question. Nobody's home but me, I blubbered. (laughs) Are you bleeding? the voice asked. No, I replied. I hit my finger with a hammer and it hurts. Can you open your icebox? She asked. I said I could. Then chip off a little piece of ice and hold it to your finger, said the voice. After that, I called information, please, for everything. I asked her for help with my geography. She told me where Philadelphia was. She helped me with my math. (laughs) She told me my pet chipmunk that I had caught in the park just the day prior would eat fruits and nuts. Then there was a time Petey, our pet canary, died. I called information, please, and told her the sad story. She listened, then said the usual things grown-ups say to soothe the child. But I was unconsoled. I asked her, why is it the bird should sing so beautifully and bring joy to all families, only to end up as a heap of feathers on the bottom of a cage? She must have sensed my deep concern, for she said quietly, Paul, always remember that there are other worlds to sing in. And somehow, I felt better. Another day, I was on the telephone. Information, please. How do you spell fix? I asked. All this took place in a town in the Pacific Northwest when I was nine years old. And that's when we moved across the country to Boston. Oh, how I missed my friend. Information, please. Belong in that old wooden box back home. And I somehow never thought of trying the tall, shiny new telephone that sat on the table in our home in Boston. As I grew into my teens, the memory of those childhood conversations never left me. And often, in the moments of doubt and perplexity, I would recall the strange sense of security I had back in those early days. I appreciate now how patient, understanding, and kind she was to have spent her time on a little boy. A few years later, I was on my way west to college, my plane put down in Seattle. I had about a, oh, 30 minutes or so between planes, and so I spent 15 minutes talking with my sister, who lived in Seattle. Then, without thinking what I was doing, I dialed my hometown operator and said, Information, please. And miraculously, I heard the clear voice I knew so well. Information. I hadn't planned this, but I heard myself saying, Could you please tell me how to spell fix? And there was a long pause. Then came the soft-spoken answer, I guess your finger must have healed by now, huh? (laughs) I laughed. So it's really still you, I said. I wonder if you have any idea how much you meant to me back then. I wonder, she said, if you know how much your calls meant to me. 
I never had any children, and so I looked forward to your calls every day. I told her how often I thought of her over the years and asked her if I could call her again next time I came to visit my sister. Please do, she said. Just ask for Sally. Three months later, I was back in Seattle. A different voice answered and said, Information. I asked for Sally, and the response was, Are you a friend? Yes, a very old friend, I answered. I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but Sally had been working part-time the last few years because she was sick, and she died five weeks ago. Before I could hang up, she said, Wait a minute. Did you say your name was Paul? Yes. Well, Sally left a message for you. She wrote it down in case you called. Let me read it to you. The note said, Tell him I still say there are other worlds to sing in. He'll know what I mean. I thanked her and hung up, and I knew exactly what Sally meant. So that's just an example of a story of a person being transformational. You think about Sally. She didn't have to take that time with Paul when he was a young boy, yet she influenced someone that lasted a generation. And you could say that this story will carry on for generations to come. Well, thanks, Rob, for sharing that story. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to make it through it. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a tough one and so inspirational, really. And our lives are all touched by people uh, as we move along through life. And, and my life was touched just this last week as a friend of mine emailed me a story about Thomas Edison. And one day, Thomas Edison came home as a young boy and gave a paper to his mother. He told her, my teacher gave this paper to me and told me only to give it to my mother. His mother's eyes were tearful as she read the letter out loud to her child. Your son is a genius and this school is too small for him and doesn't have enough good teachers for training him. Please teach him yourself. After many, many years after Edison's mother died, and he was now one of the greatest inventors of the century, one day he was looking through some old family things and suddenly saw a folded paper in the corner of a drawer in a desk. He took it and he opened it. And on the paper was written, Your son is addled or mentally ill. We won't let him come to school anymore. Edison cried for hours, and then he wrote in his diary, Thomas Alva Edison was an adult child that, by a hero mother, became the genius of the century. I reflected as I thought upon that wonderful story and experience of how my life has been touched by so many wonderful people that believed that I was far more than I ever believed myself. And as we go through this coming year, let's all keep that in mind that leadership is a blessing, it's influencing, it's lifting others. And this is our opportunity to bring out the best within every person that we come in touch with. It gives us the opportunity to turn bad situations good, to take difficult circumstances and and make them better. This is the transformation that Rob talked about at the beginning. I'll always be grateful for the many people that have touched my life for good in the past, but continue to do so every day. So as we come through in this coming year, let's keep these good things in mind that really help us become our best 
and make a difference wherever we go. Oh, that's such a fabulous story. And you know, as you, as you hear that story about Edison, you think about how his mother could have gone so many different directions with that and what impact that had on generations to come. The way she read that letter to her son has impacted you and it's impacted us. That is an example of being transformational rather than transactional. And as we come into this new year, it's our invitation to you that whether it's your marriage, your relationships, whether it's as a leader in your business, that we become less transactional and more transformational. And some may say that that word is overused. Well, if that's the case, we certainly don't see it in our society yet. (laughs) In fact, we're going very transactional as a people. And so it's our hope and effort to help others become more transformational because that ultimately is what's gonna leave a legacy of greatness in our companies, in our families, and in our personal lives. And you know what's interesting, I sit next to my dad, he is the living epitome of someone who's transformational. He listens to us, he asks the question, could I get your feelings or perspective on this? Huh, let me see if I understand what you're saying. And he's just the epitome of someone who is transformational in a world where people just blast their opinions left and right. And so it's my honor and privilege to be around him so often and see what that looks like. So it's our hope that as we go into this year, all of us, whether we're in Rwanda, the Philippines, Russia, or the United States, can be more transformational in our approach towards others. And so with that being said, we wish you a fabulous year. And thank you so much for being one of our faithful and loyal listeners. And please share this with one of your friends or family and help them out. So we wish you a wonderful year and have a great day. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Becoming Your Best podcast. We want to know what your big takeaways were. So head on over to becomingyourbest.com and you can find all the information about the podcast right there as well as the show notes page where we'd love to hear what you thought about each and every single episode. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a rating and review. A rating and review is by far the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because it helps other people find out about the show and decide if this is the podcast for them. So now it's all in your hands. It's time for you to go out there to take action and truly start becoming your best.